This podcast replay is brought to you by RedRecover.com. From NFL stars like Hayden Hurst to daily warriors like yourself, their wraps and pads are designed to deliver maximum benefits with each treatment anywhere you go. Hey, By the way, Alex Palenzuela, thank you, sir, for the love on the uh, Venmo cash app or Venmo cash. Big O show. He says, what a good game between the Chiefs and the Eagles. It was a lot of fun. Uh, really enjoyed it myself. I'm, I am a hundred percent with you. Uh, and I know that, you know, the finish was, uh, I guess, uh, bothersome for some, but I did not have a problem with it and you can rewind. And I thoroughly spoke about that and we'll get into, uh, other things here on the show here in the, um, in the second hour of the program. Uh, let's, uh, let's get into a little bit of, uh, Rihanna. Okay, in halftime. And, you know, I talked about this uh, the other day and not to get too political in all this, but, you know, the world is is trying to become, no, the world is becoming more liberal and yet the world is also trying to become more accepting of everyone. Okay, we have women in Arab countries that are, they want to take the veil off because they've been, you know, hidden and a, a second citizen forever. And, you know, this is part of the movement. You, you see it in China that people are protesting and putting their lives on the line. And, you know, they're not conforming like they've done in the past, you know. And, and so in our world, and one of the things that I give a lot of credit to young people these younger generations that, and I don't give the younger generations a lot of credit because there's a lot of their things that are annoying, but some of the the one thing that I'll give the generation Z's and the millennials, these last two generations that have come out is they're more accepting of each other, colors, race, religion, sexuality, all of that. All you got to do is watch them and the, you know, there's more of it than there ever was in prior generations. Okay. Especially my generation and older, my God, you know, I've seen it, know it, watch it. A lot of people with biases, all kinds of biases, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of the theme yesterday was, you know, about two black quarterbacks, you know, being there, you know what I'm saying? And, and a woman, performing at halftime that was pregnant and so this bothers some you know what i mean because i got it on my dm it's like the weirdest thing in the world like if she knew she was pregnant why did she do this and it's like okay so they've got to it's got to be j-lo and shakira and you know it's got to be incredibly sexual in order for it to be you know a good performance and sometimes you got to respect people for what they're doing and the fact that she is pregnant the fact that she's putting her family first you know what i mean that's important to her at this moment and it didn't take away from the performance i don't i don't really watch her like i watch bruno mars you you see what i'm saying i don't watch her like i watch justin timberlake um i'm trying to think of who's the female counterpart that's like this like, you know, Beyonce has choreographed and all that, but it's not pink. There we go. I don't go see Rihanna like I would see 
oh let me let me add a little uh, a little caveat to it a younger pink okay because the the this pink now is not doing the stuff she used to do in the past the acrobatic stuff and all over the place and all that you know there are performers that you're going there to also watch them not just sing but perform because you know justin timberlake can has got some moves you know nobody's better than bruno mars on the goddamn planet when it comes to moves you know the only guy that was better is dead and his name is michael jackson so we i go see you know and if you go see younger pink for those of you that remember you're going to see a woman that's going to belt out one hell of a performance because of her voice but then athletically you saw something freakish out there at times you know what i'm doing all kinds of acrobatic stuff that you're like holy crap man pink is damn dude and for those of you that don't know just go back and watch it you know so some of us we go see some entertainers because they're also going to entertain us not just vocally but with rihanna i was fine with what she did i thought it was classy i thought she she sung her songs I, th I thought it was fantastic how they did it with all the different levels, you know, and, and that one close up, you could tell that 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 thing shakes, bro. And even though she's tied, you still have to, like, you know, keep your composure. You're also pregnant, you know, so you've got to, like, perform and act like it's not affecting you, which it's got to affect you that you're up there in the air a little bit. You know what I'm saying? No matter. I'm not necessarily a guy afraid of heights. But at that moment, when, you know, billions are watching and you're hung up in the air in the middle of a stadium and all that, there still has to be something in your mind. So I give her credit for the choreography. I give her credit for, you know, doing it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and she sung a lot of the songs that even us on the fringe that we might not be like the biggest Rihanna fans and we know all her songs and every word, but I knew them. I knew several of her, mostly in the second half, I will admit, okay? The second half of the songs are the ones that I, I am more used to, to be quite honest, but I still had zero issue with it. I thought it was done in a very classy fashion, and that's what I liked about it, actually. I thought it was cool. Okay, so you're pregnant. You don't have a ton of mobility, but you still actually showed a ton of performance with all the other dancers, you know, and I also love the fact that it didn't matter what you looked like. And that because of the way you, you just had to dance, didn't matter your sexuality, didn't matter any of that, because the garb kind of made everybody look equally, too. And I kind of like that message, too, at the same time. You know what I mean? Nobody really stood out from everybody. The only one that stood out was and should be Rihanna, you know, but it, it's just there was a lot of the theme last night about, you know, accepting and those kind of things. And we have a problem in this world. We have a problem with certain parts of our society that people are not, are not accepting. And whether you like it or not, that's the direction we're going in. Okay. Whether you like it or not, you know, some of you that are older, you, you knew rock Hudson was gay but you only like talked about it in the closet, you know? And it was, and it's, that's not the way of the world anymore. Okay. People that are 
they're now open about their sexuality and they're being accepted for it. And again, you know, the accomplishments of minorities. Okay. Well, then if you haven't been put down forever, then you don't realize what it feels like the redemption to rise. Just ask the entire Jewish culture. They suffered something that is the ultimate, I mean, for lack of a better term, put down when they obliterated and killed millions and millions. So when they get to fight off the Nazis and they get to fight off all this crap that's gone on and they rise above it, it's there's redemption to it. You know, there's redemption for the black community. There's redemption for women who have been crapped on all their lives and you can't vote and you got to stay in the kitchen and stay barefooted and this and that. And so now they're superstars and CEOs and in the government and all of these things. And the problem is when you're not part of one of those types of cultures or groups of individuals that have been put down, you don't understand and you don't connect. And then some of you don't accept, you know? And it's, it's, it's funny because I saw a commercial that was religious, right? And then, you know, it's saying, well, accepting of all. But then when <laughs> I see the gay community and I see, uh, you know, religion clash, well, it's not nearly as accepting as it really should be. You know, you say one thing, but you do something else. And so I don't know what it is, if it's because Rihanna was black, if it's because she is pregnant, if it's whatever. But there's just this need to fight it and to not be accepting and not be respectful of others' accomplishments and their fight for their right, for an opportunity, for anything like that. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden we're, we're, we're slamming Rihanna for a performance that I thought was fantastic. I thought she did a terrific job. Is it different than a Bruno Mars performance? Of course it is. Is it going to be different than, than kiss at a bridge with explosions and all the kind of, yeah, it's going to be completely different than that. I, I don't have a problem. I've enjoyed all kinds. I remember they killed the Paul McCartney one. Well, I freaking love Paul McCartney. I have no problem with it. I thought last year's was absolutely awesome, except for uh, 50 Cent. I thought he didn't really belong there with the rest of them. But outside of that, you know, I, you know, I, everybody else, I thought it was actually a really cool event. And, you know, it's just and whether you like it or not, OK, because I'm a rock metalhead at heart. We're going to see less rock and less metal and those kind of things down the line because it's not nearly as mainstream as what you've been watching lately. But I get it. Those of you that are probably hardcore rock and metal, you're not accepting of another genre of music. So you didn't give Rihanna a chance because you don't like her music. You didn't give Rihanna a chance because she was pregnant. You didn't give Rihanna a chance because she didn't have skin showing all over the place. You know, like when you watch her celebrate in Barbados when she's the honorary whatever that is of uh, of the parade and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And she is scantily clad 
at that moment, you know, because you've seen her scantily clad at that moment. But to me, it's just one of those things where I just wish people would be a little bit more accepting of somebody that's different than you, you know, that's all. So that's my take on the halftime show on why it ignites so many in, in so many different directions from the person to the genre to the pregnancy to whatever you know what i mean just elicits all kinds of just ridiculous stuff anyway um what else do we have springsteen's halftime show i love springsteen you know but but to a time you know how many people don't like springsteen doesn't do anything for them you know my wife will tell you yeah he's all right and i'm sitting there going what do you mean he's all right that's the effing boss man <laughs> but that's you know that's the difference it's the way it goes man we're all different in a way but uh, i just i just felt the people killing her with just crazy stuff man uh let's see i'm not a rihanna fan but i thought she did well uh lots of baby boomers most likely wouldn't like a rihanna performance whatever uh the problem is if you vocalize that you did enjoy the performance you're automatically labeled racist sexist etc i just thought it was boring doesn't mean i don't like her personally right well then that's fine and and people are plenty of people are like that that don't like her music you know best commercial in a runaway was the guardians of the galaxy 3 trailer the movie is going to make billions your boy trump didn't like well you know where that's coming from <laughs> that's only coming from one place with that guy and you know he's got his little fanatical base that will follow that you know so yeah Pat and Nashville said you two had the greatest Super Bowl halftime show the 9-11 tribute was absolutely moving Prince is a close second uh both were phenomenal I you know Prince in the rain he's probably always going to be the number one you know when it's all said and done you know so what it is uh let's see is is it true she performed for free yeah they all they all perform for free. They all perform for free. You don't get you don't get paid for the halftime show. But but you get paid because Rihanna's downloads went up last night, I'm sure. Uh she probably sold some records and she probably sold some some t-shirts and stuff off her website and things like that. And then she got all that free pub all over the world on top of all of that. So she ends up getting paid in other ways, but the exposure is priceless. You just saw Pat in Asheville say, you two had the greatest Super Bowl halftime performance. The 9-11 tribute was absolutely moving, which is true. And then he said Prince is a close second. And look, look at what he's saying. He's still remembering those performances from years ago. And that's what that halftime show does for you that also people will remember that performance for years to come. Just like Whitney Houston's, you know, national anthem is one that we will always remember. Those of us that lived it and watched it, it was one of those like, oh, my God, because, you know, Whitney's voice was, God, Whitney's voice was so 
amazing dude she was so gifted what a shame man what a real shame but um you know that performance for with her will last forever nobody everybody says when it comes to national anthems you know that one is the best and i agree i agree by the way the baby face started off slow the america america the beautiful it start i didn't like the beginning of it but then as it kept going it grew on me actually so i i uh i got to give baby face a little love there because i i wasn't i wasn't giving it a lot of love right at the beginning cuz it was kind of um i don't know it was a little too mellow and stuff but then it kind of picked up and it had a nice little groove overall and uh and i thought he did a a decent job it's just it, it's a hard thing man you know uh oh your your words about marginalization are important thank you and yes millennials have a uh, have a lot to teach us about acceptance millennials and generation z's are way more accepting than all these other older generations you know because i know my generation and older boy we got a lot of racist people man bro and they're still racist to this day dude you know so yeah yeah unfortunately um apple music paid her for a documentary for her experience yeah but that's not the super bowl the nfl didn't pay her apple music paid 50 million dollars for for the halftime show i believe it's i, I believe that's the figure 50 million per year uh, i keep hoping we get metallica at halftime but i think that train has left the station yeah yeah by now um i could see a a, a uh, star spangled banner with metallica but probably not a halftime show at this point they they might be the last them and foo fighters might be the last two rock bands that you can do a halftime show with there's not a lot left rock wise that's going to really translate over as mainstream as possible Met metallica has my god how metallica has made themselves mainstream is so amazing it really is super impressive prince had the greatest super bowl show you two was second dr dre third um that's what horn dog says um steve says i'm with mrs o i'm not a springsteen fan either yeah i mean right to each his own meanwhile i praise at the altar of bruce springsteen so i'm i'm completely the opposite i freaking love bruce springsteen bruce springsteen to me is uh is an american treasure man you know that's just uh one of the greatest lyricists ever his his songs his words they just they they got a crap ton of meaning man they burn right through you uh, Big O, I will always remember that Whitney Houston performance of the national anthem, says Devin, of course. John says, Foo would be amazing. They would be. Marvin Gaye, greatest uh, uh, anthem of all time. Okay. Rosendo says, good morning, Big O Nation. Just checking in from work. Francis Scott Key, greatest anthem of all time. Millennials are way better than Generation Z's acceptance of all types of people is like the only common thing we have. 
uh no yeah uh, that's what i'm saying uh, I, it's one thing i've noticed about millennials and generation z's that they are the best at accepting anyone and everyone you know they have uh shedded their 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 um ugly past from their other generations uh, a lot faster where our generations got poisoned by the prior generations uh and and you know and act accordingly unfortunately but generation z's and millennials man that i i will give them that they they do a terrific job of that uh let's see too bad we never got a chance to hear Jimi hendrix version of the national anthem yeah we did at woodstock and that will live on forever okay <laughs> and that might be the greatest anthem of all time uh edward thurston says judas priest needs to be the next halftime show edward you and i know that will never ever 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 happen okay metallica is the only one that's got a shot uh, in the metal world to actually make that crossover only because they are that kind of band that has crossed over. I don't know how, but they have done a, a fantastic job. Uh, Brian says, thanks big O for opening people's eyes with your perspective. With that being said, I enjoyed the Janet Jackson halftime show for obvious reasons. LOL. Also, you can imagine Tom Petty playing this year. Yeah. Yeah, I had no problem with that one either. Wardrobe malfunction and all, I get it. Nickelback would be <laughs> like a word. Big <laughs> I, you know what? I don't have the hate for Nickelback that so many do. I don't know whatever, why Nickelback gets the hate that they get. I, I don't find it to be fair, actually. I think they're a decent band. You know, I think they're a solid band. And they get this hate that I, I just find it to be. I, I know so many bands that are so much worse than Nickelback. And yet Nickelback gets this hate that I've never seen before in my life. It's the weirdest thing, dude. Really is weird. Uh, by the way, you see there the billboard for Cutter's Edge Pro. We love talking about Will and Mike, man. Listen, if you want to take your home to the next level, and I'm telling you, landscaping does it. Uh, all, all our neighbors drive by and all they do is praise us for our, our yard and it looks just absolutely phenomenal. And we tell you all the time about the yard and taking landscaping to the next level, which takes the value of your home to the next level. And the artificial turf is just absolutely awesome. We have artificial turf in our home and our dogs absolutely love it. And we love it because it is so clean clean and pristine that's what it looks like all the time you're not watering it all the time you're not cutting the grass all the time so you're going to save thousands in the long run as you and you and i know that over the years you're going to end up spending thousands cutting grass and 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 watering so that's part of the process unfortunately you know that's kind of the downer what with artificial turf you don't have to do that super easy to maintain the dogs don't bring anything indoors and neither do you by the way because sometimes when you go to the backyard, then you got to make sure you clean your feet right. And it's still some stuff gets in there. And then guess who you hear it from? Yes, the wife. The wife tells you, hey, you didn't clean your feet well enough. I just cleaned the house. 
and that's what I love. The dogs come back in, they bring nothing. You come back in, you bring absolutely nothing. It's a beautiful thing. Super easy to maintain. And one of the things we've done is also created kind of an oasis in our backyard with a lot of shade, all kinds of trees. We got a special spot for, for the barbecue, all of that. And we even added a putting green. So it's pretty cool. We can, you know, the wife and I on a Friday, Saturday night, we're relaxing in the backyard. We're hitting on the putting green, having some fun, having a couple of drinks. It's a cool thing, man. Go to cuttersedgepro.com. Go to the Instagram page. So you can see a lot of the work that they've done. If you see one with a putting green on the side of the house, that's my house right there. Check it out, man. And the Sylvester Palms. Oh, my God. I got to tell you, Sylvester Palms are, are something that every neighbor that you have is going to be envious of. So make sure you get them. They're big, they're beautiful, and they provide a ton of shade. CuttersEdgePro.com, irrigation, synthetic turf, landscape design, outdoor lighting, tree trimming and removals. They do it all. CuttersEdgePro.com. All right. And by the way, Dade Broward and Palm Beach counties, all of South Florida for Cutters Edge Pro. Uh, Nickelback is just flat out annoying like Christmas music. Horn Dog says, Karen says, I'm a millennial, and I think the younger generations are another extreme, though. They get offended way too easily, and they try to cancel those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, stay on subject. We're not, we're, I, I'm not talking about nothing is perfect. They have their defects, just like we do, and all that kind of stuff. I'm just saying about one thing, acceptance of others. They are better at that than prior generations. That's all. Somehow or another, people always get off subject. That's not the subject. All I said was one thing. That's it. So, you know, let's just stay on subject. Uh, Thomas Burt, do you have any fake trees to go with the fake grass? Maybe a fake frog and a fake... No, everything else is real, Thomas. Except for the artificial turf for the dogs. That's kind of the idea. Everything else, obviously, is real. Yeah. Would be kind of boring to have that fake because then the tree will never grow, Thomas. I kind of want it to grow. I kind of want all the foliage to grow a lot more and stuff like that. So, yeah. That would make no sense to have uh, fake trees. But, you know, you got your smart-ass question in. Um, Devin Jordan, thank you for the love on the super chat. Yes, I saw that on De La Soul. Uh, RIP to Dave, a.k.a. True Goy the Dove uh, from De La Soul. He passed away at the age of 54. And he's been dealing, let me uh, pull up, he's been dealing with health issues over uh, the last few years. I want to say since uh, 2000 and I think it's 10 that he's been dealing with those issues. Let me make sure. Before I uh, tell you here, but, you know, kind of sad that um, and we lost him. Let me see here. Damn it. Did it, did it not save right, or what's the deal here? Hmm, this thing's acting funky now. I'm saving stuff, and then it's getting placed, like, in different spots. And then when I want to go for it, I can't end up finding it. But I know that he was uh, dealing with um, 
with uh, issues uh, in the past, and he was trying to get back on on um, back on tour, but unfortunately, he could not. Every time he would have a setback, and and he wasn't able to uh, to get back on tour, and so unfortunately, now we lost him. I want to say it was, uh, you know. Let me see if I can find the story for you there. I know that we've got uh, uh, Poopart ready to go. And uh, you know what? I'll get to that story in a few minutes. Let me uh, let me get to Alan. Let me get to Alan Poopart here first. And uh, and then I'll, I'll share that story with you guys. And it's Cam. It oh, I'm sorry, Cam. That's right. They switched. Poopart will be tomorrow. Cam Cameron Wolf is today. Let's unleash the Wolf Pack. We unleash the Wolf Pack as we get the latest in the NFL and the Miami Dolphins with our KSDT CPA Pro Football Report with NFL Network Insider Cameron Wolf. KSDT is one of South Florida's largest and one of the country's fastest growing accounting firms. KSDT CPA is a full service firm that also excels in crypto. Visit them at ksdtcpa.com or call 305-670-3370. Here's NFL insider Cameron Wolf. It was a congestive heart failure, by the way, uh, for uh, Dave. So, unfortunately, from De La Soul. Cam just dropped. Oh, he's coming back. Cam just dropped? Okay. All right. Let's see. Do we got him now? There he is. Oh, what's up, man? There How you is. feeling? Good man, good. Uh, sadly, we lost Dave from De La Soul, man. Fifty-four. Damn. Um, that may be one that went over my head. I am not familiar. You're not a De La Soul guy? No, man. Is, is that a musician? I, I really don't want to sound stupid here, so I'm just gonna let you tell me who he is. <laughs> Rap? Is that somebody? Is that somebody Soul? I know? Is that somebody I should know? Really? Wow! I am super. I'm super shocked that you don't know the rap band or group De La Soul. No, I do not. I do not. Rest in peace to to him. But yeah, I'm not familiar. No, you have to be, bro. No, I mean no. maybe I've heard a song or two. No, no, you've heard familiar. you've heard several. Yeah. There's yeah. no freaking way. I may There's I may no just not way. know the group. I just may not know the group's name off off firsthand. But yeah, maybe I've heard some of their songs. Yeah, no, no, yeah, you gotta know De La Soul, bro. Everybody knows De La Soul. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, 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 yeah. Oh man, when you get off this interview, get on your iTunes, put okay. De La Soul, right. and and hit a couple songs. You're gonna go, oh, okay. I don't want to do sure it here that, now I'm, because I'm sure I probably heard the songs. Guarantee you mentioned the name De La Soul. It didn't click for me, and so yeah. maybe I'm just. Maybe this is my post Super Bowl brain, and I'm just not not there. <laughs> but I was like, I could tell by your reaction, you were just yeah, like, like yeah. shocked for like two or three seconds. I'm like, I probably yeah. should know this person. Yeah, this yes, group. yes, yes. <laughs> Legends. 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 People are saying Cam needs help. Big O was so shocked, <laughs> I thought his screen froze. Yeah, yeah. I, I need help regardless, but clearly I need it after, <laughs> after not. Not recognizing the name off rip, so yeah, I you I, remember, I have you remember now. No, somebody now, brought it now. now. On, my, on my rest of my afternoon, it's a nice day out. I'm gonna drive with De La Soul playing in my uh, in my me, car. myself, and I, me, myself, okay. and I. Yeah. You don't know that song, Me, Myself, and I? 
I, I don't know it off name. Wow. Like I said, you got to realize, oh, one, one, I am, I am 29 years old. So there are some things that I may have missed that I probably shouldn't have missed. Yeah, but you know LL Cool J, and you know Run yes. DMC, and you know yes, Snoop yes, I do know. I do these know guys these are people. these guys are in that plateau. They're right there, like you know, just maybe a a, a slight notch under those legends there. But they so, are so, so, dude, like so. Who's oh my god? Are there are, are were they always a group or were there any individuals? Key? No, no, no. They've always, they've always been a group. Yeah. Okay. Always gotcha. Been a group. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Trust me. You, 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 when, when you listen to them, you're going to go, Oh shit. You're going to go, wow. It's good. It's going to become a band. Now you're going to, you're going to want to get into is what gotcha. it is. What it is. They're so good. Dude. That's what I said. I, I've probably oh. heard them. Like I've listened to a lot of, um, nineties. Like I'm guessing this is eighties, nineties rap. Eighties, nineties. Right? Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, more nineties, nineties, two thousands rap for me. I probably missed the eighties given I was born in 93, but, um, I try to listen back to some older eras, but that one I probably heard, but it's not one I have in my music selection. I don't have any uh, De La Soul uh, saved on my phone, and so maybe I got to change that. Yeah, you you will now. You will now. And and uh, Buddy is a great song. Okay, Tread yeah. Water is another great song. I mean, just uh, De La Soul is just. Oh my God! That, that, yeah. I'm telling you, dude. When you okay. when you start listening to it, you're gonna that's, go. That's, wow. that's okay. my homework assignment. I, I the season's over, and so I need things to do. And now I, my I, first homework assignment is uh, listening to De La Soul. I I think this is just going to be a slight refresher course for you because okay. you're gonna you're gonna listen to it, you're gonna go. Oh yeah, man! I've heard this one, and I've heard this one. Yeah, that's who they are. Okay, and then you're gonna go. All right, let me delve more into this catalog and start to find out a little bit more about De La Soul, and and then you'll, gotcha. you know, you'll you'll just damn, you'll go. What are, um, what what style? What style is it? Um, it's Diggable Planets. Um, oh God, do uh, you know Diggable Planets? No. I feel like I feel like you keep asking me people I know, and I'm gonna look worse and worse. Wow! And so, <laughs> wow. Oh, you're twenty. You're, you're twenty nine, and I'm fifty six. So yeah, but yeah. but 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 to be fair, this happens with my wife too because she has a more diverse music selection. She listens to a lot of country and and pop, and so and and, and oldies music, and so she likes to quiz me on people I know. And just like now, I often don't know these people. And so it's 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 probably more me and my narrow view of music and who I like and who I listen to um, more than just a, a condemnation on all 29, 30 year olds, because maybe the average 30 year old guy does know them uh, off name. Maybe it's just me. <laughs> try, try, these guys put nailed it. Tribe Called Quest. You know them? I do know. I do know Tribe Called Quest. OK. Yes. Uh, it's yeah. it's tribe called quest you know it's okay, kind of from yeah. that era uh, yeah. of all that um man what's the name of that help me out out there the the tennessee uh that song tennessee, tennessee is it, not, no 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 it's a song called tennessee from back in that that's not it's not diggable planets it's somebody else but it's kind of that era of music of um um what's it called oh the arrested development thank you you know arrested development that's that's a show, right? 
Oh my God! I told you oh this God. is going to make me look worse and worse. Oh my God! Stop, yeah, you, stop dude, asking these questions. Arrested Development, Diggable Planets, a uh, uh, um, called De La Soul. Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah. You have a really big, big hip hop void in your life. A rich, super rich hip hop void in your life that you need to fix, bro. Okay, like, I guess I have to. This won't be like um, Fast Times at Richmond High that it didn't like it didn't hold up and all that shit. Yeah. This holds up forever. Okay. okay. This is okay. music. I'd let, I, like, that, yeah. I feel like I have a decent 90s group rap, but maybe I'm missing a group. Like I, maybe I'm missing a lot of groups. I don't know. Us three. KMF. I love you, bro. Yes. <laughs> Us three is so good. Oh man, yes, I yeah. love us three. That's a that's also a, a fantastic. You don't know us three? No, right? Oh my God, that you're missing an era. Of, <laughs> I told of you rap this, is, this, gonna, this is good. This is good. This whole awesome, segment dude. is going to be like Cam. What Cam doesn't know about music? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Us three. I, I mean, oh, I, I, I'm a big Nas guy. Nas is my my is the greatest rapper of all time to me. NWA, sure. like I know, I know '90s rap, but clearly I'm missing, I'm missing, uh, missing some groups, man. <laughs> oh man, us three was so freaking good, man. I miss those guys. What's that? Um, I'm trying to remember their that that first album of theirs, uh, hand hand on the touch. That's it, hand on the touch, the okay. cantaloupe. Yes, Cantaloupe. Okay. Oh, us three, Cantaloupe. You gotta live, and I, you had to have heard that song. I it, maybe it, I have, maybe I have, and I just don't know them off name. Um, I don't know. Yeah. All right. We in Birdland this evening. Oh, I forgot how how it goes, but yeah. I, yeah. I clearly missed the whole like. You could have said some things I know. You could have been talking about the roots. You could have been talking about like roots are awesome. The roots are awesome. New, Nas, yeah. you know, um, there's a, there's a bunch of rappers here we could have went through. Clearly yeah, but that's my that's a little after. That's a little okay. after. This is that era in from '80s into the '90s. Okay. That 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 genre was going on. We had we had the um, the New Jack stuff going on too at the same time with New Guy and all that kind of stuff was going on. So that's kind of the era that we're in right there in that '80s '90s. You know, okay. and then we turn into Nas and all those guys after. See, maybe maybe that was just I just missed right, the generation yeah. before right. that. Like like a lot of minds is mid mid to late nineties into the rest of where we are now. So right, because you're, missed... you're 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 a child in the nineties. Yeah. You know, so like yeah. that, that you're like right. So the the, the late eighties to early nineties got past you a little bit because you were still too young. You know, mm -hmm. you're still probably playing with toys still at that age. Yeah. When you got yeah. to like 10 or 12 or 14 is when you start really kind of growing in in your music. So so, so, for, so for perspective here, the first rap album. Wait a minute. Sean is. No, uh, I wanted to throw something in. Dougie came in and said, tell Cam that Nas song, Got It, is with De La Soul. Okay. I know that song. I know that okay. song. I know okay. pretty much every Nas song. So now I, I I can hear that. I didn't know any original De La Soul songs off off Rip, but now I'm thinking about that song and I can I can picture it. So that thank you, appreciate that. That helps. 
now I, now I can recognize Alicia style. Like I said, I just didn't know their name off it and a list of their songs. Um, but yeah, like I said, I may have missed, I may have missed a, a, a void of a group for perspective. Oh. Like the first rap song, the first rap album I listened to that was current was Godson. Nas Godson. My uncle put that on me. I, I don't know when that album came out. But everything before that, I had to go back and manually listen to because it wasn't of my generation. So whatever year that album came out, everything else I had to go back and listen to. So um, I probably didn't. Now, you know, Arrested Development, Diggable Planets, Us Three, De La Soul. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. You got to. You need to delve in. You need to delve in. And you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Right. When you get into it, you're going to go, wow, this is awesome. This is amaging right. stuff. So, all right. Gotcha. Uh, what did you think yesterday of the call? I personally had my, my problem with it was we want to put officials in a position. And then when you put them in that position, what are you going to do? It's I, I compare it. Look, the, the cop is sitting on the side on the on the highway. OK, yep. it says sixty five. Yep. But you know, if you go 73, 74, they're, they're not really stopping you. But, right. hey, bro, right. you went yep. 74. And you know what? You change lanes a little bit. They're a little too uh, irresponsibly. And he pulls you over, and you're like, man, everybody's doing the same, but he pulled me over. And yep. to me, this guy not held once. He held twice, which is what I wish people would mention more often. He held not once, you know, not LeBron, not one, not two. He held twice on that one. And so then if you don't call it, then you say, well, hey, bro, there was a penalty there and he should have called it. And unfortunately, you put the guy in a position where he has to make a decision. And and the decision is you clearly committed the penalty. I had no problem with the call whatsoever. Your thoughts? I completely disagree. (laughs) I have a completely different take. Uh, To me, I will take your comparison and go one step further. To me, it's like driving 70 in a 65 and getting pulled over on Christmas. And so you got to have some some realistic situation of the one, the place and time, and what everybody else is doing. They weren't calling that call all game. But you put, but they, but they can call it. But they, they can so they call it. Call, they were not called. Until that play, they had not called. The Chiefs were, were more grabsy, grabsy than that on that play and they hadn't called it all the way up into two minutes left in the fourth quarter on a game-changing play and yes there may have been a little bit of contact within the first five yards there but there was not a grab in a, in a pass that really was 10 yards over his head that really affected the result of the play and to me that's one where the refs became the story more than the play on the field and I tweet about it last night my worry and I think it's the case because the first question you asked me the first question on every talk show, that call became the story of what was an amazing game. And if they swallow the whistle, it's not. Everybody's not complaining, oh, that should have been this or should have been that. No, it's a let them play. It wasn't egregious enough. You know what's egregious and what's not. That was not an egregious That, call. that was egregious. Yeah. You did it, it, you did it twice. Back. It was so sticky did, so, so, so then you take – so to counter that is, hey, let me commit the penalty. They're not going to call a play at this moment. So then so, you so know – that you could get away with cheating 
because that's what it is. Tugging twice on the guy is cheating, slowing him down. And by the way, it ain't slowing you down 10 yards, but it's slowing those guys down 10 yards because those guys are professionals, and they're a hell of a lot faster than you and I ever will will say, I will say there was a tug, and James Bradbury did a mention mentioned after the game that he did tug. So it's not like we're arguing whether Tugs. or not he did grab him. I'm Tugs. talking about what what is enough to call a penalty. Because like, as we know, whether it's on the defensive side of the ball or whether it's on the offensive line, there is holding every single play. And okay. so you could literally sit there and, and nitpick and say, oh, well, he's holding on this play. No, you want to let him play. We want to see the game, not the referees. You call the play when it affects the play and the, the direction of the game. That that tug, so that you that don't call the play bad. when it could so you don't call the play when it could affect the game also? No, you do. You do. But that did not that in that that tug did not impact one second whether or not Juju caught that pass or not. Not at all. That ball was 10, 12 yards you, over his head. You keep saying tug. It was tugs. It was two of them. He did it twice, Cam. Go back and look at it. I, I, trust he me, did. I saw it. He did okay. tug him, and Bradbury mentioned, admitted it too. So, like, I give I give Bradbury credit because he's getting the accountability. It's not like, hey, I didn't grab him at all. He knows right. he tugged him, but there are tugs, and I wanted to use the word tug because it was. It was like a little grab. It wasn't a hold hand. It was a little grab of the jersey. It, there, was, there wasn't even any extension. You couldn't even see. Like, right, slowed you, him down. If you it's slowed slow- it down, you, you're right. If you slowed it down and zoomed in in the replay, like we're getting our microscopes in, you're like, you know what? It did look like he tugged him a bit. You know what? They are right. He did tug him a little bit. He tugged him twice. Maybe you're right. Maybe he tugged him twice a little bit. I can see that. I can see what the refs are looking through through their microscopes and see, but it did not affect the ball that was thrown 12 yards over his head. And so for us to be sitting here talking about that play, that is not okay. That is something that affected the Super Bowl more than letting them play. Now, the Chiefs could have still won. It was third down. They were going to kick a field goal regardless. But the difference right. is we got robbed out of Jalen Hurts and the Eagles potentially having a minute 30 to tie or win the game and because of some tug. So why are we sitting here after an amazing game? It was one of the better Super Bowls I have seen in my lifetime. Like back and forth, competitive mm-hmm. game. And the story of the game on Monday morning – is was it enough for holding if it's close you don't call it it's just like to me it's like an overturn it's like overturning a challenge if it's close if it's may, close and, you, and, and maybe he doesn't it. get it called if he only tugs once i will just we'll have to disagree on that to me i think it was one of the softest holding calls i've seen in some time especially on that stage and i completely disagree with it not saying i, I think that it affected giving us the finish that we needed and we deserve to see now I can't guarantee the Eagles would have won. They could have very easily lost. Oh, they weren't the scoring, they weren't scoring much in the in the second half anyways. They only they, scored eleven they scored, points. But they did score thirty five points. So they scored five touchdowns. Yeah, I know, I know, but they scored, they scored it in the first the half. The, you got to give Kansas City this the 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 defense uh, credit in the second half. They didn't allow them to move the ball the same way in the second half. Correct. The Kansas City defense played a lot better because the, the Eagles scored twenty four in the first half. And they only scored 11 in the second half, so that's a big difference. But they did yeah. they did march down the field that last drive, and so I'm not saying they would have scored. I'm not saying the Eagles would have won. No. I'm, no. I'm, it's probably more likely than not that the Chiefs still won. But I'm saying that we didn't get the opportunity to see that ending because the refs were so obsessed with calling this tug that they hadn't been calling all game in this moment. 
So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not telling you that he didn't grab him or grab him twice. He did. But by the letter of the law, there's subjectiveness in holding. Because they call it, they call it on every play. If you go back and you watch the replay, you could say, oh, well, the Chiefs offensive lineman was holding here, or the Eagles offensive lineman was holding here. The Chiefs DB was holding here. And there's a lot of plays that it wasn't called. Of so course. my issue is why was that, which was not as egregious as other plays on there, called when others had not? When this play well, because, because it be, a key because, element of the game. Because it became so obvious. Everybody saw that he held them twice in that play. And then you put the referee in a position like, well, I'm screwed if I don't make this call. But my ass is covered if I make the call because it was clearly holding. So that's why you 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 kind of the, – the sad part is Bradbury put the referee in a position where he had to make a decision. And that's to. because he, he, made it, he made it obvious. He couldn't even – it wasn't even a hold like where you were hip and hip and you're trying to hide the arm behind somebody and the angle and the referee. No, no. It was too obvious holds because they ran that route on them a couple of times in that game and burned them every single time that they ran that route where they cut inside and went back yeah, outside. Again. Absolutely. You're right. That was great. That was great game planning by Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy. They did have a lot of right. success on that play. And I'm right. I'm, you're probably right. Brent and they weren't, they weren't held on those other ones where they were well, held. Because they, were wide, because they were wide open. They didn't get a chance to hold because they broke three. That's I right. And, and if Bradbury doesn't hold twice. He's right. wide open, and we don't know what happens with so, that catch. So, so I will say that I'm a former defensive back. I played defensive back growing up, and so I'm always going to be partial to these calls. But my whole issue is not whether or not it's the that he tugged him or not. I do think that he tugged him, and I might even argue that he tugged him twice. Who I, I got to go back and see. My point is, one, we, I didn't really see it until they slowed it down and they showed it on the replay. So that's something that it was so close and so minuscule that you had to slow it down and look at it on the replay. And the second part of it is that they had not been calling that all game. They had been letting them play. It's sort of the uh, the old playground, playground rules, right? You play oh, yeah. basketball. I, you. I, I play basketball at, at 24-hour fitness or LA fitness, right? And the thing is, hey, I tell them, hey, if you're going to call calls, if you're going to call your foul, then let's call it both ways, right? Then I'm going to call my foul. Or if you're going to call that in the first quarter, then call it. That's fine. Keep it call in the fourth quarter. But if you're not going to call that in the first quarter, the second quarter, the third quarter, and then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you're going to say, well, now it's a foul. That's what I have an issue with, especially right. in a big stage like a Super Bowl inside the two-minute calls. That's something we have seen all game from both sides. Contact within five yards, even if there's tug, even if there's a little pushing, and not call. But in that moment, they decided to call it. They decided to make that play about them, the referees, and making a call. And now we're sitting here Monday talking for 10 minutes on this show, not about how Patrick Mahomes came back and rallied his team for the second Super Bowl and where that stacks him up among the legends and the greatest of all time. Not Jalen Hurts' great performance, kind of shutting people up about what he could and couldn't do as a quarterback. We're talking about whether or not a tug was enough or two tugs was enough to give them an automatic first down and potentially change the outcome in this game. And that's what I have an issue with. All right, the really important stuff. Uh, how good was Rihanna last night? So, so this is interesting because I thought she was really good. So I thought did she I. was really good. I'm a, I'm a big Rihanna fan, and I thought it was dope. You know, um, you know, there's a lot of a lot of men's broke, hearts broken seeing her pregnant once again. Because one baby, you know, you, you're still old, but two babies, eh, it's going out the window, right? Um, but there there was a lot of argument 
we at a Super Bowl party, and there's there's women there, there's men there, and there was a whole argument after she performed whether or not it was a great performance. Because obviously, because she was pregnant, she's not having a lot of movement, right? And so I understood that. You know, I haven't been pregnant, but yeah, I but, know but that. Here, I, here's the thing. Here's my problem I, with that. If, here's if my I'm, problem with that thinking. Go ahead. Right, here's yeah. my problem with that thinking. Yeah. When we go see Bruno Mars, Justin Timberlake, or Pink, we go for also the entertainment side. Not only are they great singers, but dancers or athleticism. Pink does some, the, the younger Pink. She yep. did some, I don't know if you ever went to any of her concerts. No. She did some athletic shit that was crazy, hanging up above the, the stage, upside down, all kind, like, like some stuff. Rihanna and Beyonce and some of the, they have some choreography, but we're not really going for J-Lo's dancing or whatever or whatever. We're going for their sing, well, not J-Lo, but for, for Rihanna and, and for Beyonce, we're going for their singing and the whole stage performance itself. So if people are like, oh, well, she's pregnant. Dude, she looked classy. She did a really good job. It's really difficult what she was doing, hanging up yeah, there in absolutely. the air. By the way, really, yeah. I see that shaking while she's performing when they had the close-up. So, to me, she's not that kind of performer that we go out there and we're going to go wowed by her dancing and her movements. That's not really what her her performance is all about. There are certain performers that do that kind of stuff, like I mentioned. So, to me, that was like a reach by people. I just think those people... They 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 wanted the sexuality. They yeah, wanted absolutely. the skin. Uh, they That's wanted fair. the skin of J Lo and uh and 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 um Shakira. You know, of a couple of years ago. Oh, a lot okay. of men. A lot of men. You're yeah, saying a lot of men, obviously. Exactly. And, and you yeah. know, Rihanna is super sexy when she's in Barbados. You know what I'm saying? When she's heading her parade in Barbados, and you see her scantily clad, she couldn't do it because she was pregnant. But I love the way they offset that. And the performance came from everybody else and the choreography and everything else. I thought it was super cool. And I thought they used their imagination to actually Absolutely. pull off Absolutely. a great performance, actually. Absolutely. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought the choreography was really good. I thought the, the whoever designed the show flow of it and the camera angles was great. Was great, you know, and, and she she was so comfortable in her setting. Talk about being pregnant. Look, I had a lot of wings last night, a lot of drinks. I could not, when I got to the gym this morning, it took me a while to do 13 minutes straight of anything. And I am not pregnant. I just had wings and drinks, you know? And so for her to be pregnant, doing what she did, I mean, obviously it wasn't a lot of movement, but she did do some movement. And she's moving between songs and keeping it flowing. And let's just keep it 100. Rihanna has never, never been this great dancer person anyway. So I'm not sure if they were expecting her to turn into these people that's never been her thing like she's not she's not alicia keys at the piano but she she's that's not her her forte her forte is her singing her flow her 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 swag um and everything she does outside bruno, of her music bruno mars, hey bruno mars has a broken leg you're gonna walk yeah. away shit dude this sucks i mean I, he sounded great but damn he couldn't dance and yeah. why because you know bruno mars can dance his ass off Right, so right. he's going to wow you with all kinds of moves. 
that's why you go to a Bruno Mars concert, not just for his singing, but also the entertainment side. So that's the, to me, that was the big crap that a lot of people threw out there when she's not really much of a dancer. Like, oh my God, look, did you see the moves on Rihanna? No, dude, these are the moves you want to see on Rihanna. That's it. I'm, please. I'm listening to her. I'm listening to her voice. And because like, I, to me, Rihanna's an artist. And although like she's a lot richer and makes a lot more business than, 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 than a lot of folks, but she's to me was more r relatable than a lot of these R&B artists because of how she carries herself, her swag, her flow, her music. That to me is a great appeal of Rihanna. Like, let's be fair. Like, Beyonce is great and she has her beehive. And I do not want to get any beehive people upset at me. But Beyonce is like, she's the queen. She's she's heads and shoulders above, like, like the the where she stands on the stage, it just kind of feels like she's, she's different than everyone else. Whereas Rihanna, she's always felt like one of us even though she's been all of that and so to me i come to see everything rihanna is not what she's not and to me yeah. what we saw with her being pregnant and her performance i saw exactly what i thought i was going to see from rihanna even if she wasn't pregnant uh, I, maybe I, I, a little I, less movement but to me i was really impressed i thought it was a great halftime show the other thing is a lot of people love the guest performance so everybody was like waiting desperately to, to see who she's going to bring out is it going to be jay-z is it going to be eminem and so there's probably a little bit of disappointment that it was no one but rihanna's a big enough artist to carry the show on her own and i don't think she needed anyone to come out with her dude her catalog she doesn't need it she was fine she yep. did a great job yesterday she yep. played a lot of her big hits too uh, it was she, she I thought she did a fantastic job overall. I have I have zero issue with it. What I like is I like variety. And yep. and so we saw several different rappers last year. Now we saw an entertainer. I've seen rockers in the past. You know, I, I've seen all kinds. And that's what I think you just got to keep doing. Just keep being diverse and keep mm -hmm. adding different uh, types of acts. And so yep. as long as it kind of goes with it, hey, the good thing is when I saw it at the beginning, I go, hey, at least they don't have to worry about a wardrobe malfunction in this one because <laughs> everybody's covered up. You know what I'm saying? And that's yeah. all yeah. By the way. I also love that, that they made every, all the dancers were the same because of the garb that they wore. It didn't matter if you were male or female, straight or bi or gay or black or white or brown or yellow yeah. or green or whatever, or tall or short or, or maybe a little thicker or a little skinnier. And that was, that was kind of cool that I loved how they, the, 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 the whole image was to kind of bring everybody together and look equally. And the act around her looked completely equal all around. I thought that was actually pretty cool. You know? Absolutely. I'm with you. I am yeah. completely with you there. All right, so what are you doing this week, Slacker? Uh, I am heading to hang with the family this week. So I'm, we're, we're flying to Philly um, tonight. I got some family and friends there. So we're going to spend a day there and then going to Washington, D.C., uh, showing baby girls some of, some of the capital and then stopping up in New York and spending a day up there before coming back here. So going to spend a uh, week up north. Um, I prefer the sun, but my wife wants a little bit of winter. Um, which I don't get, but more power to her. So we're going to give her a week of winter, and then the skiing? next week we're – You skiing? Uh, Are you no, skiing? No, 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 because no, we have the baby girl with us, and she's, oh, not, okay. she's two years old, so she's not going to be you know, at that level yet. But we're going to do a week up north in the northeast, spend a weekend back here, 
Um, and then my parents are coming in town so my wife and I can go to Puerto Rico for a week, which is what I'm excited for, the uh, the actual warmth. So we'll spend a week out there. So a couple weeks of just hanging with the fam, doing a little vacation, and then back into combine season. So uh, trying to Puerto, squeeze in a Puerto little. Puerto Rico little... is fine. Yeah, yeah, boy, that is a fun yeah. place, bro. So you'll, you'll enjoy Absolutely. yourself there. By the way, did yeah. you have any issue? Up in Adams is the show on your on your network, right? No, no, that's separate now. That's separate now. So where, where is that up? In, where's up in Adam or whatever is that thing? Where's that? Um, I'm not sure. Maybe I'm not sure if it's an Amazon Prime show or something like that. It's something that's right. completely streaming. Because Kay used to be on Good Morning Football, but now right. she's doing her own thing. So right, she's right. not with us anymore directly. I, 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 by the way, I, I, would you, would you think of Tua canceling the rest of his interviews? I thought most of them were actually incredibly lame. Uh, I probably would say that Up in Adams probably did the best one of them all. But um, yeah, she's very. She's I, I, very I, it, looked, it looked like a waste of time for him, to be quite honest. But you, yeah, your thoughts? Kay, Kay, yeah, Kay's very good at um at getting people to open up and not making it feel like it's a, a forced interview, right? Like the reality of Radio Row is everybody's getting there trying to sell something, right? And so as you see, Tua's got these big subway signs, and every part of the question has something to do with subway. And so he's obviously getting a lot of money from subway. Subway's making herself very known. And then he's doing this, answering football questions as he has to, right? And so it's not something where you're going to have the most authentic or open conversation with Tua about football, about concussions, about life. It's really just going to be something that's a sponsor deal. And so I've never been a huge fan of the Radio Row interviews. I understand why, because you're getting stars to kind of open up and you're getting stars to talk stars who haven't talked in a while right but that's why i prefer like i've done pro bowl the last two years i enjoy doing pro bowl because guys are in a relaxed setting i'm not i'm not having to to talk sponsorships of subway or 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 a shaving company or anything i'm just getting some of the stars to open up to me period and so i always get more out of pro bowl than i think people do in radio row as far as Tua's interview i think you know him mentioning that he's going to do judo um, it's something that we kind of already knew that he was going to work on trying to fall. Now we heard that, hey, he's going to do it on a Friday and what the actual martial arts he's going to do. Um, ideally, that's something that helps him stay healthy. I think that's something that's going to be important for the offseason. Uh, him saying that the Dolphins kept him out of concussion protocol, essentially to to um, make sure he's fully healthy and that he liked that. That's something that I think is, is, is notable. But like at the end of the day, does it really matter in the grand scheme of things? No. Um, so, yeah, I don't know that there was a lot that came out of that that was newsy, but I think for most people, just hearing Tua talk um, is something that, that moved the needle for them. So I didn't get a lot out of it, but maybe fans did, uh, which is, you know, good for them. Follow him on Twitter at Cameron Wolf and try to catch him in uh, Puerto Rico when he's out there in a couple of weeks. Cam, as always, appreciate <laughs> you, my brother. We'll catch you Do up not later. catch me out in Puerto Rico. I will be, I will be in a, probably in a state where I am not not wanting to talk with people because I am relaxing. I am <laughs> I am uh, uh, decompressing from the season with my wife. So if you see me, we'll wave and keep it moving. <laughs> right now, when you hang up with us, De La Soul, me, myself, I and I, put it on yep. right now, and you're going to go, oh, dude, I've heard this 8 billion times. Watch. I'll do okay. it right now. All right. All right. Here we go. The Wolf Pack has been unleashed.